Lancey Pooh just confessed that he would toss Jeffrey's salad, that's Jeffrey, our brother's salad, for $100,000. Just wanted to make sure that that was known to all. Lance wants to toss Jeffrey's salad and for $100,000 without a tongue condom. Have a nice night. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. Get down on your knees and kiss this man's feet. I'm Lance Wackerly. If I was that dude, I'd be dreaming of boobs. We're going to stay here all night if we have to, so let's get started. Uh, can I go when this starts to suck? Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. Good evening. I'm Lance Wackerly. <laughs> Wackerly, you seem rather chipper and uh, well-rested from the festivities this past weekend. Not really, but I'm glad I look that Dude, way. Dude, you had to have been really hungover on Sunday. No. Dude, you were wasted Saturday night. I wasn't that wasted. Oh, this is an outrage. You were <laughs> wasted. I don't, I, you probably don't recall, but, but um, I, I know the listening audience will, will understand what I'm trying to say here. So my sister throws, it wasn't really a surprise party, but you're kind of surprised by all the pictures that she had put up all over the walls of her house. Yeah, that was pretty annoying. It was kind pictures of funny. of me in drunken states throughout the years. Yeah, I didn't even, good. I had never even seen some of those pictures, but at least in half of them, you were just passed out and people were putting shit like on your head. Fuck that. Or, uh, <laughs> Don't make shit up. Make it worse, sound Dude, worse than it is. Nobody's ever stacked shit on my head. You or, uh, I was awake when that hat, the moment the hat was taken. People were posing with their fingers next to you passed okay, out. Okay, fair enough, yeah. It was kind of funny. It's like, wow, that's great. I know, I know if I pass out around you people, you're going to fuck with me. That's really comforting. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, yeah so, well, I mean, your sister sprayed me with the fucking hose one time when I was wasted. That was great. Dude, that was probably I, the I, worst thing. That was at Jer's birthday. Though, you're lucky she mine. sprayed you with a hose and not yeah. her own spray. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, you know, it's funny to me that she like got all these pictures blowing up, put them throughout the house. Must have taken her quite a while. Yeah, no, she definitely put some forethought into it, more than I would have. I was going to buy like a six-pack of Bud <laughs> yeah. and uh, maybe a Taco Bell bean burrito or something. I would have eaten it. So then we ended up uh, getting rather drunk over there and then went to um, this uh, Tenderloin Dive Bar that yeah. Wackley's fond of, the uh, High Tide, and uh, yeah, proceeded to get quite wasted. I don't know if you noticed that someone actually took the pictures there too, like to the bar, and yeah. were po- you know, uh, yeah, pasting know the pictures was. all over the bar. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sure you found that quite amusing as well. <laughs> At that point, I didn't care. I was, I was pretty <laughs> wasted. I wasn't completely wasted. Well, people kept buying you shots. Yeah. Should, I was coherent till the end of the night. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah there was no so, blackout period. I was probably saying stupid shit, but I still own up to everything I said. No, surprisingly, I remember at one point I think you were talking about giving my brother a rim job for like a hundred grand or something. For a hundred grand, yeah. <laughs> not a good, not a good rim job. I mean, I wasn't gonna like be zealous about it <laughs> i was just basically saying with fervor i mean i would put my tongue on your brother's asshole for a hundred thousand dollars it's a lot of money yeah no i, I just remember there's an animated discussion about it between you and my sister right and uh yeah and uh, you you're i think she, you your sister doesn't understand would have done it your sister doesn't understand the value of a dollar or a hundred thousand dollars dude yeah i know i 
And I believe that was my minimum. I was like not going to do it for like 90, 90 <laughs> grand or I mean it would be nasty and I would have be I would have be traumatized but I would get over it because I would have $100,000. And you could buy a lot of mouthwash for $100,000. Yeah. yeah, you wouldn't even I mean even $20 of the mouthwash will get you a long way away from that. It was probably uh, a good idea for you to like have just so you just went home back to my sister's place and passed out. Yeah, I went to your sister and Jared's place and crashed on their couch. So you weren't totally wrecked on didn't Sunday. Didn't piss on their couch, didn't shit myself, didn't, uh, you know. So no regrets, no regrets. That's good. No, none. See, I ended up staying out, going to some after hours party with uh, the, the, the one chick we were hanging out with earlier that started to look more and more attractive the drunker I got. That's not a good sign. But the drunker I got also made me uh, just less able, less able to, to, uh, less to, um, to do anything except go home game and pass out. Game going down, desire going up. And I'm uh, going home. But yeah, I was uh, pretty, I was in rough shape on Sunday. I ended up uh, not even leaving the house and just kind of, it was one of those days of just watching TV all day, smoking some marijuana, which seems to be every weekend now. Yeah. Well, it's, I that's, mean, it's, that's your life now. Well, Good luck you, with that. Well, if you think about it, what, what better way to spend a hungover day, you know? I ate a bunch of junk food because I don't smoke weed, but, you know. Yeah. Right. Had some cheeseburgers, frozen pizza. Well, I wasn't just watching fluff. I wasn't watching, like, uh, you know, Milk or other Hollywood, <laughs> uh, you know, Oscar-nominated movies. I was watching documentaries. So I was <laughs> right. learning something. Well, even before though- you get to the documentary, though, how many times did you beat off? During the documentary I watched? <laughs> no, no, before you got to the Because I'm about do- to tell you the documentary Before you got to the documentaries. And, uh, before the documentary, I beat off twice, yeah. at least. Yeah, I always beat off a lot when I'm hungover. Like in that really hungover stage where you're like really pretty bad. Well, well, you know what I think? I think wanking kind of will relieve the headache. Yeah, for like a millisecond. And then it comes right yeah, back. And then but it comes that millisecond right is awesome. And then, yeah, but uh, yeah. So yeah, I probably wanked at least twice before watching the documentaries. But during the documentary... Um, yeah, wanking galore. I mean, this is this, this is definitely. Really? Uh, was it about the Holocaust? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was actually about a woman who uh, married the Eiffel Tower. You heard about this documentary? It's uh, called "The Woman Who Married the Eiffel Tower." That's the name of the documentary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it. You know, I mean, you, you you read a title like that, you're like, and why were you watching it? Well, I mean, I've heard of because si- I was high <laughs> and bored, people, and I had nothing. I don't own a TV. I, I don't have cable. I just have what people give me. Yeah. And so, yeah, this guy I work with gave me the woman who married the Eiffel Tower. I heard of size queens, you know, but that's, come on, taking it a little too far. Well, I thought there was going to be a little bit more nudity in it, but uh, no, sadly, I was a bit, bit disappointed. But after watching it, I was thinking, you know what? I don't want to see any of the women in this movie naked. Now, does she get up on top of the spire and, like, jam it in her cooch? No, but she does kind of <laughs> rub her veg on the side of the building. Oh, okay. So, she's, she's a clitoral person, not a... Jeez, yeah, well, well, what the documentary is about is about this woman named Erica Latour Eiffel, who uh, held a we- wedding ceremony last year and pledged her eternal love for the Eiffel Tower. Which is how she got the last name Eiffel? Yeah, she added uh, the Eiffel. She, after, she took the Eiffel name. After, oh, after she was married. Uh-huh. Uh, she's a part of a group of about 40 people in the world who have decided that they are objectum sexual. Which I don't even think is like a real term. I think this is like a, a, a self-nominated term here. Yeah. Uh, meaning that they only wish to be in relationships with objects. Some are in love with small items like uh, radios or fences. Um, while others <laughs> prefer large landmarks. Yeah, dude, fences can be sexy. But uh, others prefer large, larger landmarks. And so this Erica woman, 
at first in the beginning of the doc, she's in love with the Golden Gate Bridge, and she has a little piece of the Golden Gate Bridge that she uh, likes to use. And, How did uh, she get a piece of the Golden Gate Bridge? You know, she I don't know if she like, went through and like, ripped off a piece or if, if she was there every day that some engineer was like, you know what, this piece fell on the ground. Here, you freak. Um, go masturbate with it. No, no. As an engineer, I'd be like, why don't you get the fuck off the bridge, you fucking crazy bitch? Before she steals a load-bearing yeah. uh, <laughs> Are you a terrorist? Get the hell out of here. <laughs> well, so she loves the Golden Gate Bridge, and then she starts, uh, I guess she's in love with a compound bow. And then, uh, then a bow and arrow type, an archery type bow, like a Rambo style bow, though. <laughs> like one of the, you know, like I'm not talking about a long bow like the elves used. I'm talking about this is like a tough guy Rambo bow. But she, you she got something in, against the elves? <laughs> no, I mean uh, it's, it's like they, you know, they, they were they were good shots with a bow. A little effeminate though, but yeah, they're they're a little puffy. Whereas, Unlike Rambo with his rippling, oiled up, shaved chest and his compound bow, dude. <laughs> okay. You didn't see Rambo using like this puffy long bow with a little pointed hat. You're right, you did not. Yeah, so she's in love with the compound bow, but then uh, she started cheating on the on the bow with the Eiffel Tower. Come on. <laughs> You're just not buying it, are you? Uh, this is all. She's cheating. She's not cheating on anything with any other thing. She fell out of love with the bow, with the bow, and uh, transferred this false feeling of love, <laughs> or what she describes as love, to the Eiffel Tower. Okay. So I have some clips. Where's I'm the not, Golden Gate Bridge coming to play? Well, actually, I wasn't on mushrooms. I'm not making this up. I actually really did watch a documentary about a woman who married the Eiffel Tower. So let, let's play, I, I have a couple clips here. Let, let's play clip number one. You can see what I'm talking about here. How do you know you're not on mushrooms right now, man? I don't. <laughs> okay, good answer. Here we go. I'm in love with the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. And the Golden Gate Bridge is very much in love with me. See, I told you. I love the music. is one of just 40 people in the world who call themselves objectum sexuals. People who have loving relationships with objects. I'm in love with his narrative. Her most famous ones these days are the Berlin Wall and the Eiffel Tower. Sounds sexy. Yeah, the uh, narrator definitely sounds sexy, but you don't actually see the narrator. I love how they're standing in front of the Golden Gate Bridge. And the narrative is talking about this woman's most famous lovers, and she says the Berlin Wall and the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> like, just snub the fuck out of the bridge. It's sitting right there. Well, I, you that, know, that, it's gonna hurt its feelings. Well, this woman, this Erica Latour Eiffel, is lives in San Francisco. Why, why so do you say it? I fell. It's I Eiffel. 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 Whatever. Eiffel Tower. I know, yeah, <laughs> dude. I'm not French. I don't pronounce it. I. It's I fell. Okay. Um, but uh, this woman lives in San Francisco. But yet she's married to the Eiffel Tower, so... You think she's from San Francisco? This is a typical San Francisco freak job thing to do. No, she is... Yeah, this is a typical San Francisco uh, type of freak show here. But she's... She must be cheating on the Eiffel Tower with the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, it sounds like it to me. I, I mean, I, just in terms of proximity. Yeah. She's a skeezer. Play uh, tra- clip number two here. Here we go. Her love for objects is behind her considerable athletic success. She's a world-class archer, thanks to her long-term relationship with a bow. Okay, I don't even care if she's having relationships with objects. I will not date an archer. It's just I, I don't what, want to deal with a woman who's into archery. What if she looked like Megan Fox, but yet she could shoot a bow and arrow? Nope. You, you, you wouldn't even date Megan Fox, a girl that looks as good as Megan Fox? 
here's here's a scenario. You like get up on a Sunday, you're kind of hungover, and like I said, you're horny, and you're like, hey, let's uh, do it. <laughs> and she's like, no, I have to go practice my archery. <laughs> Fuck you. You know what I used to, I used to date a girl in high school when I was too stupid to realize this kind of stuff who was a pilot. And it was like every fucking day like, oh, I've got to go do my practice flying, blah, blah, blah. But the thing is with the archery, though, I can kind of understand. You'd probably have to go to her archery meets and actually watch her like compete with other archers. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. That's bullshit, too. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, no, I'm I'm hungover. I'm at home watching documentaries about women in love with objects, and I'm <laughs> masturbating. I don't have time to go to your archery meets. Get a hole in one for me or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> so so this woman is uh, in love with her bow and arrow, and I guess she like excelled in being like this, this world-famous archer. And you can already picture what this lady looks like. I mean, don't you just picture some kind of renaissance fair loving yeah, sort of just dork yeah now that you say ren fair i i am picturing her it's exactly what she looks like and i mean i don't want to like um disparage any of our audience members who might be into the ren fair and who are archers because i'm sure there's what dost thou say d simon <laughs> d simon vast doth thou offend me <laughs> but uh yeah i would not have sex with her with your compound bow um, but so they're, they're saying that there's only 40 people in the world who decide that they are called, that they call themselves objectum sexuals. And I guess it started the first prominent objectum sexual members, this woman named, I'm going to butcher this name too, Eka Rita Berliner Mauer. After she married the Berlin Wall in 1979, she says, I just don't understand how some people can bring someone to the world like a child, an object, and then not love them. I am the Berlin Wall. Hate me, try to break me apart, but I will still be here standing. What the fuck is she talking about? Well, I guess she like... <laughs> she is a, just nuts. I guess she had a nervous break. She's some like Danish lady. She had a nervous breakdown because she saw the wall being torn apart. And prior to, to marrying the Berlin Wall, she had a loving relationship with a guillotine. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 I mean, this but it's not clear psycho. to me she thinks she is the Berlin Wall, it sounds like. Well, I think they probably consummated the relationship. Oh, they're like the family unit. That's what she means. They I fused. Am. They became one. But no, I mean, the Berlin Wall is kind of gross. Isn't it like all graffitied? And, uh, yeah, and, like I mean, fucking skinheads spit on it and rub their shit on it, I assume. That's what I picture. Like, uh, yeah, like exactly. Skinheads probably like uh, put their like Slavic cum all over that wall. Gross. Um, so they say that at least half of these objectum sexual members suffer from Asperger's syndrome which can make it difficult to form relationships with other people. And so that's what I wonder. Like when, when you hear this, you think, okay, this person's in love with the Golden Gate Bridge. This person's in love with the Eiffel Tower, the Berlin Wall. Do you think they're a fetishist? Do you think this is some kind of like fetish, some kind of sexual attraction? No, no. I mean, like fetishists are, are generally perverts. And I mean that <laughs> in the best way possible. I mean, like they you know, like to have sex and like this really gets me off and they're really in tune with like what gets them off. These people are, are the opposite. Like they're, they don't, the last thing they want to do is actually have like a sexual act or experience. Well, it's interesting that they describe themselves as having, or they say that they suffer from Asperger's syndrome. The people who study this say that, right? Yeah, well, no, I think a lot of the, in the documentary, I mean, I'll post a link up, to, the documentary's online, so I can post a link up to it on the site, but I mean, even the people... You know, in the documentary, say, like, well, I suffer from Asperger's syndrome, so it makes it difficult for me to uh, have a normal relationship with another human. Right. So, so what is Asperger's syndrome? 
It's like autism, and I don't even understand how it's different, no, or if it's I autism can, okay. light. You know what? I, I call bullshit on that because I know I understand that if you know, like, uh, what's her name, uh, or Jim Carrey and uh, that blonde chick that used to be on MTV. What's McCartney, her name? What's her McCar- name? Yeah, McCarthy. Jenny McCarthy. Jenny McCarthy. Right. So they recently had their kid diagnosed with autism, and right. yeah, you can tell your kids, you know, has autism when he's running around smacking other kids in the face and eating glue or whatever they do, <laughs> or poop, or poop, or you know, whatever. It's like, yeah, they're, which is kid- a fetish, by the way. <laughs> But you're like, okay, my kid's fucked up. I know there's something wrong with him. He has autism. But when you're like too, quote unquote, scared or timid to go out of your house, leave your parents' basement, to get off your fucking computer, to go outside and meet someone at a coffee shop. Right. You're just, you a, say, you're just okay. a lazy pussy. Exactly. And it's, but, then, but now in this day and age, it's, well, actually, I have Asperger's syndrome. And uh, I, I, you know, I'm debilitated. I can't go have a healthy relationship. Right. Here's here's the. It's bullshit. No. Here's the thing. When somebody sell, tells you that, it's like, really? Have you ever been to a doctor for this? And they're always going to be like, well, I just know a lot from reading about it online. That's exactly what I have. Which basically means no. And then the next question is like, are you on any medication for this? And it's like, no. Oh, so you're just full of shit, basically. Dude, it's like, seriously, pump these fools full of Prozac. It's going to change them around. <laughs> yeah. Listen to this, this third clip from the, from the well, documentary. Well, we didn't even play like a quarter of the second clip. You want to skip to the third one? Oh, wait, wait. You're okay. the director we, I didn't here. know we were still in there. Okay. I let's, just let's, had to say, give, go into my archery bit, and then you flew way off on a tangent. Yeah, I, I totally went crazy there. I, you know, I'm sorry about that. I, did I say bit? I meant uh, deep thought about archery. This <laughs> <laughs> bow is uh, Tenchan. Indeed, the first boy I ever fell in love with. Uh, he belonged to a guy that I was attempting to have a relationship with, and the sad part is attempting. he broke up with me because I loved his bow more than I. I loved his bow more than him, and uh, he was rather offended. When when you say you date these guys, does it mean you do have sex with them? Oh no, no, we never get to that point. Oftentimes they they always said I'll be the guy that will make her change her mind. I never liked that attitude, so... I mean, I didn't date a whole lot of guys, but... The ones that I did... Um, didn't work out, simply because of the, uh, the sex part. <laughs> so, so, dude, do you think she's ever had sex? No. So you think she's a virgin? Yeah, and I love how she says she's dated a lot of guys. No, you've never dated anybody. You've, you've <laughs> let on a bunch of dudes... You know, when you're in sixth grade, okay, you can say we're dating even if you haven't fucked. But when you're an adult, you're not dating if you're not fucking. Exactly. Or if you don't have plans of fucking in, like, the next date, you know? Well, I mean, think about it, dude. It's like you go on a, do a two dates with a girl and she's like, you know, she's she's not even willing to give you at least a hand job. How many, how date, many more dates are you going to go on with this How many dates would you go girl? on with a girl, like, before anything happened to, to where you'd just be like, all right, this is fucked. I'm done with it. Dude, I bring a girl home from the bar. If nothing happens that night, done. Bullshit. <laughs> no, you know, I, I give it I give it one one to two dates. You On the second the day, you twice. want at least a handjob. But you know, I'm not talking making like... Making out? What about just making well, you, out? You make it seem like a 1950s type of date. I'm not taking you know her out I'm for saying. dinner like to a got, movie. You, it's like, no, we'll meet up for a couple drinks. We'll hang out. Maybe we'll make out the first time, first night. Yeah, not and necessarily. Then, but dude, by, by that point, though, you can figure out whether or not this girl's into you or whether it's going to happen. And if it doesn't happen by the third time you go out for drinks, what's the point? Do you want, do you want to be in the friend zone? Do you, do you want another no, uh, no, friend yeah. girl? Yeah. And it also depends for me. I mean, I, well, <laughs> girls over 30, we better be having sex really quickly. 
If yeah, you're like probably. 25, not that I date 25 year olds, but I can like cave into the whole. All right, she doesn't want to seem like a slut or whatever. But if you're over thirty, like let's let's get to fucking. We're both over let's thirty. Come on, cut to the chase let's cut here, to lady. The chase. Exactly. So so this woman here is like, you know, these guys are like, okay, you know, I'm I'm up for the challenge. You know, this girl is uh, seems like she's kind of playing hard to get. And They're retards. Because <laughs> remember, yeah. she's not just playing hard to get. She's also like. For example, coming over here and being like, wow, D-Stein, I really like your podcasting microphone. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's cool. And there she's like, no, I really, really like it. It's like, lady, quit <laughs> rubbing your pussy with my microphone. Use Lance Wackerly. <laughs> <laughs> but though, you know, if you look... This does kind of smell there. <laughs> Sorry about that, I thought that was dude. my breath. <laughs> it was a crazy weekend. <laughs> But, um, you know, if you think about it, the, the woman in this documentary, she's so in love with the Eiffel Tower that she has the Eiffel Tower tattooed on her sternum. Yeah. So let's say you had the Eiffel Tower tattooed on your cock. Do yeah. you think she would make an exception It'd be for a nice that? ruse. I, don't, you I know can't what? believe none of the guys thought of it. Or even just Sharpie it on there. <laughs> what the fuck's <laughs> on your dick? It's the Eiffel Tower. I drew it in Sharpie. <laughs> What's up, baby? It looks like a fucking caterpillar. I call it foreplay. <laughs> But so with this lady here, this this is why I call this whole Asperger's syndrome, you know, objectum sexual sexuality, whatever. This is why I call bullshit on the whole thing. This woman is scared of having her box touched. Essentially, that I think that's her what it all comes down to. Her not even on just a pedestal. It's like locked away, buried in the fucking ground, ten feet below the earth, in like a vault. But, you know, I mean, this might date back to some trauma she endured in childhood, like her uncle touched her butthole or something. I mean, someone touched her butthole, and I right. think that's why. But doesn't it usually uh, – don't they usually use that in excuses for why chicks are extra slutty? Like, doesn't that usually happen the opposite way? Like, I think it chicks goes Chicks are su- super ways. sluts are like, yeah, her dad molested her, and now she has weird daddy issues, and she fucks everything that moves. I think it goes it goes two ways. I think yeah. either, I like but the but other way better. <laughs> but there's no in-between. It's either like, you know, my dad touched my butthole, and now I'm swinging around a pole, you know, and with my, uh, you know, topless yeah. on a pole. Or otherwise, or, uh, the good the other way. way. It's like, yeah, I'm like, you know, rubbing my compound bow on my vagina, and I'm not letting a guy anywhere near my vagina. And I dress like a man at the Ren Fair. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, it's just if you ask me, it's like I don't think these 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 women or these sufferers, and I think most of these people who are objectum sexual are women, but I don't think these sufferers have Asperger's syndrome. I yeah. don't think they they have some kind of debilitating psychological illness here. I think what it is, they're just scared to have their box touched. Do you want to go down to part three? All right, what's part three? Who are the objectum sexuals? Why are their passions so intense? And why do they prefer the coldness of concrete to the warmth of a human body? <laughs> I feel like the narrator is an objectum sexual for the microphone. She's just going to start deep-throating it. <laughs> she has that like hot kind of like British a British, a British accent. Did you, did you picture that librarian look going on there? You know uh, that Nigella Lawson, I think her name is? Yeah, the, yeah, she the, talks she's like that, like too. In her, but she's like the in voluptuous, her 50s, isn't she? Uh, nah, I don't know, but she's, she's beautiful, I'd still totally though, fuck I mean. her. No, but she sounds like she yeah. could be the, the narrator. She's always like, and you drip the honey on the honey dripper into your mouth with the crumb cake and hell. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. See, see you that's know what, what I'm Wackily wanks to. I wank <laughs> my to... My TV. Uh, <laughs> I love my TV. So it says here, with objectophilia, feelings of love, attraction, arousal, and commitment are focused on a particular object. And the mere thought of a relationship with an actual human being 
seems utterly ludicrous. So the politically correct term for the individual in love with an object is objectum sexual. <laughs> so issues can crop up in these type of relationships. Really? Just as, You'd just think, as they do. <laughs> you wouldn't think that. But. <laughs> uh, so one man here, um, who I think is in this documentary as well, it, he found that he was particularly aroused by the inner workings of mechanical objects. And this often led to affairs. He would cheat on his beloved, which was a steam locomotive, um, a simple repair job would lead to all sorts of trouble for him. Now, is he like jamming his dick in the gears and stuff and just, because that's another fetish. Well, what's funny about it though is they, they so they, they, they objectify these objects and they have these, they sexualize these objects, but they give them a sex. Like they give them, you know, they're either male or female objects. Right. So she refers to the Eiffel Tower as a he and the Golden Gate Bridge as a he. Yeah, well, Alec Eiffel was a guy but you know, you wonder if uh, you know this shaped this, like a big penis. So. Well, you wonder if this guy who's sticking his dick in his little toy locomotive here, if he's calling it a she or if it's calling it a he. Doesn't say. No, I mean, there's. Uh, they said there's hardly any limits to the human capacity for erotic experience. It's a toy locomotive or a real locomotive? It's, it's a little toy like uh, locomotive. It's, it's, it's a little like. Um, so this chick is in love with like the Eiffel Tower and the Golden Gate Bridge, and then this guy's fucking a, ch- a toy choo choo train. They said they like fences. <laughs> There's another guy in here named Bill Rifka who's 35 and in a relationship with an iBook. He admits he has a often. You mean flirted... wait, 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 an iBook like like a computer, like a Macintosh computer? Yeah, Mac, the iBook. <laughs> so does he fold his dick? <laughs> Those into are sleek and sexy. Does he slam his dick into the thing between the screen Just and the keep keyboard? Closing it. Oh, you hurt me so good, I Mac. He says that he often has flirted. He's often flirted with uh, many a sweet laptop on eBay and felt true desire. Like all objectum sexuals, Rifka also attributes attributes a clear gender to his partner. He says, to me, my Mac is male. So I'm living in a homosexual relationship, so to speak. Right. There's no sexual. You're a homo, but there's no homosexual. <laughs> no, but, but, but these people are just so deluded. I mean, they claim we're not straightforward fetishists. Uh, the, this, this guy here, Wawakim A, doesn't even give a surname. He says, for some people, their car becomes a fetish, which they use to put themselves in the limelight. For the objectum sexual, on the other hand, the car itself, and nothing else, is the desired sexual partner. And all sexual fantasies and emotions are focused on it. Uh Uh-huh. So, you know, in the past on Sick and Wrong, we've done stories about, um, you know, the guy who was fucking the picnic table. Uh Uh-huh. Or um, there's there's a guy who had sex with his bike. I think there's a guy that uh, had sex with his car. Yeah. But these people aren't, by definition... Objectum sexuals. Now, I think those guys are just pervs. <laughs> I think they're exhibitionists, is what I think. I think they want, they want someone to videotape There's a guy with a shovel handle up his ass. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but was it, did he put it there himself, or did someone shove that in there? He, well, he claimed it was put there by somebody else, but I don't trust him. <laughs> <laughs> There's a woman named Sandy Kay, who, um, she had a model of the Twin Towers, the facade consists of anodized aluminum, just like that of the original, so that the model feels like true to life. Uh, the metal miniature is, has another tangible advantage. It doesn't rust when she takes a pleasant bath with it. Okay, does she DP with this thing? Dude, this, this is what my guy It's Twin Towers, dude. <laughs> you can go both holes with that thing. But in the documentary, it shows her making out with the Empire State Building because she's in love with the Empire State Building. The actual building, building not a model. Yeah, no, point. she's licking the wall. That up to is the point disgusting. That it, up to the point that a security guard has to be like, 
could you get away from the wall, please? You got to move along here. And then they show her with a picture, like standing at the site where the uh, Twin Towers used to used to stand. And she's sitting there crying, holding this picture, saying that, you know, it tore her heart out. When, yeah, uh, I think a lot of people them. cry at the, at the site of the uh, World Trade Center, but it's different for her. No, dude, she she cried because of the loss of masturbatory desire here. <laughs> so, th- so this last clip is this lady in the documentary. And I find her to be the most interesting. She seems the most legitimately, like, maybe has Asperger's. She deals with tragedy in her life by, by sublimating her sexual desire to objects. Why Instead did she of just dealing... go buy a real vibrator? <laughs> you can even get a DP model. Well, that's what my next question was. So these people are objectum sexuals or whatever. Isn't every woman an objectum sexual? Because I know a lot of ladies that uh, you know make love on a regular basis. I'd say three to five times a day to uh-huh. a plastic object. Right, a vibrating plastic object. A vibrating plastic object. So does that mean that they're objectum sexuals? I I, I really don't, I think this is at another level than just uh, you know like that Mojo Nixon song. <laughs> Oh yeah, the, she's uh, vibrator dependent. <laughs> I just, you know, the thing is with me is I just don't consider this to be a an actual psychological condition. I think these people are just whack. Like this, lady, I think it's a, I think it's a symptom. It's not a psychological condition. It's a symptom of a psychological condition, and and it's either either or a combination of like we were talking about before. Like you're just terrified of sex, and you want to be make an excuse to men like, well, I can't fuck you because I love your bow. <laughs> Or um, you're just an attention whore, or maybe you do legitimately have uh, Asperger's. I think it's social phobias. I just think it's people that uh, can't deal with having a regular relationship in society. So instead, it's like they they create this, you know, Asperger syndrome and uh, this. I'm an objective sexual, so therefore I can't have a relationship with you. But my, I, I agree. But then why are these people doing a documentary? <laughs> I think there's a little bit of attention whoring in there. Like, look how strange I am. It's like the, it's like girls, like hippie girls, who talk about how they like to, can talk to spirits, and they like say it with a straight face and expect you to just swallow that shit. You, and you look at them like, yeah, yeah. And you agree you hear, with them. You'll agree, you'll with, agree them with them until you get in their pants. Yeah. And if you don't get in their pants, you're like, yeah, you're full of shit, you crazy hippie bitch. Yeah, I'm out of here. <laughs> so uh, the sexologist here, um, Raymond Sigush, says he doesn't want to classify. This odd behavior is pathological. Objectophiles aren't hurting anyone. They're not abusing or traumatizing other people. Who else can you say about that? I, I reserve the right to call to call people full of shit, even if they aren't hurting anybody. I'm sorry. That's not my that's not my gauge of whether something's fucked up or not. Dude, this lady's like sitting there on the uh, Golden Gate Bridge for hours at a time, rubbing herself with a piece of metal. <laughs> You know, kids are kids are being traumatized by that. It's got to corrode the bridge. I mean, taxpayer dollars right there. The the documentary is called "The Woman Who Married the Eiffel Tower." If if not for anything else, just watch it for the humor. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty funny. We'll we'll put up links to it on the main page. Quick uh, recap of last week's show, episode one sixty four. Um, the first listener story. We did three listener stories that week. Uh, we did the first listener story came from Seth. It was about an Italian master suicide. And this guy's the master of suicide. I don't remember that story. He hung himself with a piano wire. Oh, His yeah, head was right. just kind of hanging there. It yeah. was yeah. He, he mastered suicide. Uh, the second listener, Kayla six nine nine six, sent a story about a guy who was uh, smoking a cat bong. And finally, uh, listener, uh, the third listener here, Ben, sent a story about a German steelworker game of grab ass with an air gun. 
pronounced Grabas, by the way. Grabas, yeah. Grabas. Or Grabarsh. Grabarsh. <laughs> That's the Russian version. Germany. <laughs> Germany, yeah. It'd be Grabarsh, Hans. Uh, the German Grabarsh actually came in uh, first place with 118 votes. Uh, the Italian uh, master suicide guy came in second with 74, and uh, the Capong. Came in distant third with thirty three. Wow, that's uh, an upset for the animal story. Yeah, I guess I was, people like getting their cats high, though. I was just kind of surprised. I thought that the uh, a lot of people would have pathos for the animal being shoved into this bong. I think there's a lot of stoners, and they have cats, and they're like, "That'd be cool, man. I'm gonna make my own fucking cat bong and make the weed taste that much better, dude." <laughs> yeah, I guess I can see that. So, uh, Ben, congratulations! You won episode one sixty four. People, uh, you know the way Sick and Wrong works. Wackerly and I comb the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week. Present them here on the show. Audience votes. Winner gets a case of beer. We throw in a wild card submission with a listener article, which you can send to sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com or submit directly through the forum. Um, before I get into the stories for this week, I do want to do a quick couple updates. A lot of people have been sending in these two stories, and we can't do them because they're invalid for Sick and Wrong. We, we've done both these stories, you know, about a year ago. Oh, and yeah. So, therefore, we, we can't do a follow-up to it. Even though new information's come out, it's still not valid to be in the game. So, the first update uh, a couple people sent in was about the dude who uh, beheaded the guy in the Greyhound bus, which yeah. might have been the best sick and wrong story of all time, the ultimate Probably. sick and wrong story. Was it a guy or a woman that got beheaded and eaten? No, it was some, like, Hessian, like some kid. He was, like, 18 years old. Wasn't the dude eating, like, strips of his flesh, like, fruit roll-ups? And he also <laughs> kept his tongue and his, like, ear in his pocket for later. Yeah. Mexicans love tongue. Well, they found that the guy's not guilty of uh, murder. By uh, reason of insanity. By reason of insanity. Yeah. So he's put into a Canadian lunatic. It's band. muy loco, man! <laughs> <laughs> but even more interesting is that uh, we've been, like, at least 30 people sent this story in about that ex-morgue worker, Kenneth Douglas who um, was found last year guilty to abusing a corpse back in 1982. He had had sex with this bloody, nearly decapitated girl in 82. They found DNA, I guess, on her and uh, ended up uh, indicting him for this crime. Well, now they found out that uh, he'd had sex with over 100 corpses. Dude used to go to the store, buy beer and sweet berry wine, come back and have corpse orgies. How do they, do they suspect, did somebody suspect that he was fucking the corpses and that's why they go into the cooch and look for the, the jizz? Why they or are they just like this like 20 year old corpse? What? Something's in there. <laughs> do they do like a daily, you know, let's check all the corpses' vaginas? I think what happened. They should. I they think catch what ha- stuff earlier. <laughs> I think what happened, I do just like go through and do that, swab that little the- swab. <laughs> um, I think what happened is, and we did this story like a year ago. I think he had been caught on some kind of crime and they uh, attributed his DNA to this. And then they, they uh, had had her, I, I don't know, I think they might have suspected corpse abuse back in 82, uh-huh. but never pinned it on anybody. But now, the, the fact now that, you know, he's in trial, he's on trial right now, and uh, they're coming out with all these details that he had, like, massive corpse orgies. It's, uh, yeah. Just him and a bunch of corpses. And in various states of like, um, you know, of, uh, of, of uh, anatomy. I mean, they were like, the, some of the people were missing their heads. Uh-huh. I mean, they're various states of mutilation. People or women? Did he have sex women. with men too? Women. I don't know if he propped up uh, bodies and just had like a massive Roman orgy with a bunch of headless <laughs> corpses. But uh, I, I would consider this guy to if be... if he did that. Dude, this is Corpsigula. <laughs> He's yeah. like Caligula, but uh, just with corpses. Uh-huh. I got it. <laughs> yeah. You, you get that? You get I that got reference? It, yeah. All right. <laughs> Even more so when you explain it, I got it. 
<laughs> so yeah, thank you for sending in those two stories and stop sending them, please, because we're not going to do them now. All right, they're old. Pictures though, <laughs> pictures are always welcome. So uh, Wackerly, I don't know. I th- I think uh, I might have started last week. So um, and my story's great. So I want to probably save it for a second. So why don't you kick off episode one sixty five with uh, your story? Mine is about a mini Mexican rapist from Seattle. <laughs> a mini Mexican rapist? Yeah, he's very mini. He's only five feet tall. You know, that's pretty what, tiny. That is one thing I appreciate about Mexicans. They're shorter than me. Less than five feet in height. It's actually only the, uh, the Indio Mexicans, right? Like the ones that are more have more Spanish heritage are taller and look more, look more Caucasian, but the really tiny ones. Yeah, that I don't like those. I don't to. like those Mexicans. I, I like the, <laughs> I like like the, the little, little guys that are like struggling to carry that tuba. The laborers, you know? the tuba players, the ones that like are selling hot dogs. The ones that make my fucking burritos. Not I, I like, like Vicente guys. Fox. Like he's a tall Euro Mexican guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> you want <laughs> like, uh, you like yeah. the small mountain people? More like Cheech. The mountain peoples. Yeah. <laughs> With the mustache. They're, they're shorter than me. Yeah. Uh, let me see where to start this thing. Well, he lives in Seattle, and uh, his name is Angel Galvan Hernandez. <laughs> Good accent pl- you got going on there. He pleaded guilty, pled guilty. Article says pleaded, so I guess it's called pleaded. Uh, to two counts of first-degree rape, the best kind of rape, <laughs> top, top-form <laughs> rape. In uh, separate August 2007 attacks, in both attacks, uh, this man who is 20, who is now 26, was accused of beating and choking his victims as he forced himself on them. Dude, uh, how does a guy who's under five feet force? Him, are, were, how old were these victims? I mean, were they like eight-year-old girls? Uh, one, they're a little bit older, but not too old. And uh, you know, women are generally keeping themselves in shape nowadays. So I don't know. I mean. You're assuming because he's short in stature that he's not wiry, muscly little man. Dude, my ex-girlfriend could have fought off a four-foot Mexican. You have some generalized platonic image of a Mexican. (laughs) You're right. That's what I'm saying. Imagine like, uh, you know, the Gremlins. Remember that movie? (laughs) Imagine the Gremlins. Or the Leprechaun. Okay, the the Warwick Davis is the leprechaun. He was pretty Did he play the leprechaun? Yeah, he was the leprechaun. (laughs) The evil leprechaun, The evil leprechaun, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was there a good leprechaun movie? Well, Warwick Davis was in Willow. He played, I don't know if he was a leprechaun. (laughs) He played a dwarf in that, Yeah, he was more nice A little person. Yeah. Um, A little cute person. So imagine the leprechaun from the leprechaun movies, or Chucky trying to attack you. You know, he's just... That's what I'm picturing, though. I'm picturing a little Chucky guy coming at you with a sombrero. Well, Chucky is vicious. I know, but he's also three feet tall. Well, he okay. Listen to this. He first atta- the first woman that was uh, attacked was a, I believe, forty five year old then homeless woman that they specified that she was then homeless, which means I guess she has a home now. They don't want to <laughs> slander her and call her a homeless woman. Um, but he beat her with chunks of concrete and bit her during the rape. Okay, now that he is a weapon, the fact that he is a weapon, that changes things. He's just, he local, man. <laughs> He's like um, a little chupacabra. This other woman was 41 that was attacked the next day. Um, and actually some army dude who is like 26 years old or something like that, 23, I, I don't know, younger guy, came up and broke it up. And... Uh, 
held him on the ground until police arrived. That's how he got caught. I guess that wouldn't be too difficult. You could probably shove that guy in a birdcage. Or I think you just put, yeah, put your boot on him. <laughs> put your boot on him. You know, if, if you were walking by and you saw some, like, minuscule Mexican attacking some lady, uh-huh. would you hold the guy? Like, would you, like, catch him like a leprechaun with a... Once I caught my breath from laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Such a good Samaritan. Especially if the woman was hot. I mean, 41, there's some really hot cougars out there of that age. It's not like some Well, it old, depends if she was lady. homeless or not. If she's homeless... Well, the second then... lady was not homeless. Oh, okay. Um, but this, so this, I didn't just tell this story because I wanted to make fun of a short Mexican raping some homeless <laughs> old lady. You know, I had my suspicions. Yeah. Um, th- this trial's being, uh, presided over by Judge Julie Spector. And, uh, I always love it when rapists have a female judge. It's just like, you're <laughs> fucked. Dude. You're totally fucked. Doesn't um, matter. Never mind what the jury has to say. You're fucked. Well, on hell has pleaded with Judge Julie Spector to have him executed rather than sent to prison. Damn. In a turn characterized by Judge Spector... It's remorseful. ...as, quote-unquote, ironic. I actually don't think you have to put the quotes around this. I think it is ironic. Uh, Angel has begged not to be sent to prison where he believes he will be raped. I prefer death a thousand times over being raped, he so says. Wait, so he's a rapist. Who is scared of being raped. He wants to be executed because he doesn't want to be raped in prison. That's irony. That is irony. A lot That's of times irony people, it's like a perfect form. A lot of times people confuse um, coincidences Coincidence with irony, with irony yeah. which is, you know, that's not what it is. This is irony. He raped somebody, but he wants to be executed, not sent to prison because he'll get because raped. Because he's fear of being raped. Yeah, because he will be raped. But I mean, do you think... As soon as, like, you know, a four-foot Mexican comes into prison, everyone's just like, sweet, dude, I can't wait to rape that. I mean... I think so. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) And actually, let me point this out. He's a tiny man less than five feet in height. Um, And he told the court he'd been sexually assaulted numerous times as a street youth in Mexico. I assume as a street youth in Mexico, just all the street youths get raped all the time. Yeah, I imagine. It probably only costs a couple pesos. Mexico, more and more on my mind, is just becoming like the, you know... Dude, it's a lawless post-apocalyptic land. Post-apocalyptic wasteland. It's a lawless land. It hasn't even changed from back in the cowboy days. It's probably great, I'm sure. <laughs> if, you're not a, if you're not a street youth getting raped. He said, I want to pay for the act of cowardice raping these women. And then, okay. I admit it. But I just don't want to be raped. <laughs> so, so what do you think this judge is like? I sentence you to 30 years of raping, uh, of getting raped. Let me get to that in one second. The, the first woman, the home, then the homeless woman who got raped, actually spoke at the trial and spoke with sympathy for Galvan Hernandez. So says the article. She says, a, pref- a life is precious because you only get one. She said, speaking to the man, I hope and pray every day that you get the help you need. So they're saying she's speaking with sympathy, but she's saying like, no, you're going to prison where you're going to get fucking raped every day. You rape me once, you're going to be raped 365 days a year. You know, I, I don't un- know if she's speaking with sympathy. I can understand that she wants to like act a little you know, holier than thou in, in, in the courtroom, but I think behind closed doors, she's like, oh God, I hope that guy gets ass raped. Yeah. I hope his large intestine leaks from his colon. Yeah. I hope he never has another solid shit in his life. Exactly. Um, the judge agreed with the dep- senior deputy prosecutor that uh, and sentenced this guy to twenty year term in prison. Um, she says to explain her decision to go with the maximum twenty year term, maximum, 
maximum allowable sentence, which is minimum 20-year term, is uh, that the other lady didn't appear in court, but she wrote a note and cautioned the judge to not to be put at ease by the tiny, timid predator. <laughs> Dude, that's your new DJ name. The tiny, timid DJ predator. DJ tiny, timid predator. I kind of like that. TCP. Um. Throughout the 45-minute attack where she was being raped, he said that he was calm and determined and it wasn't, you know, some act of passion. No, I picture, like, this little monkey jumping on you. Yeah. And the judge says, you know, he should be locked up for a long time. Which I fully yeah, agree with. Yeah, a chimpanzee is also short, so... A tiny... But I bet, you know, I mean, a chimpanzee is stockier. Yeah, not timid. So on the sick and wrong star scale, this guy, more than anyone else, I mean, any rapist deserves to be raped in prison. Yeah, I think it's... I mean, know. I think it's an eye for an eye, retribution. <laughs> Old Testament law. Yeah, no. So, But I think the fact... What boggles my mind about this story is the fact that this this guy was able to rape so... Um, you know, he's such a prolific rapist. I mean, he raped... Uh, well, I guess he only raped two, two women. girls. Two women. <laughs> it's <not laughs> I, guess, I guess he wasn't... Okay, but he was successful in those two rapes being of such a diminutive stature. Yeah, but you know how it is. I mean, these Mexicans come up here and, like, they're raping the women we... the You know, white Americans don't want to rape. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say 3.5 of that story. Are you prorating your score because he's so small? <laughs> you know, I, I still, yeah, it's not because I think he's a timid, shy predator. I'm just saying I want this guy to, to, to be, uh, I think it's sick and wrong that he was raping these women. I just want him to be in prison and be raped. Well, and I the just fact think that it had a 20 it's extra humiliating for a woman to be raped by a small Mexican rather than, you know, like a big black American or a big white redneck American. Yeah, I guess it is worse. <laughs> At least it wasn't a date rape. <laughs> <laughs> I, I felt sorry for him, so I took him to the movies, man. I would have given him four man. stars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right, though. It's only 3.5. My story here for episode 165 is completely different. Like, seriously, I'm on, like, the opposite side of the spectrum here. Mentally disabled people are forced into a fight club. Which, actually, I always thought that uh, that would have made the movie that much better if the people were mentally disabled. Yeah. I think it would have made Corky. it a little more interesting. Whatever that guy's name is. Yeah, is but I think, if, like, uh, I think if Werner Herzog did the movie Fight Club, uh-huh. it probably would have had a few more retarded Or people. Harmony Karine. Although uh, Meatloaf's kind of retarded. Profoundly disabled young men were forced into Fight Club-style battles by the people hired to care for them in a Texas residential facility. I think it's comforting that this happened in a residential facility rather than at a playground at a high school. Because <laughs> <laughs> you'd expect something like this to happen, you know, at, at, you know, in a high school or a junior high. Where you're saying the normal kids would provoke the, the retarded kids at the school to fight each other? Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I could totally see that happening. It probably does happen every day. Yeah, it probably does. <laughs> uh, the stage battles, which appear to have been going on for at least the past two years, were discovered when police reviewed the video on a mobile phone camera found lying in the road. Uh, apparently, <laughs> Apparently someone dropped their phone. Police went through and kind of looked at uh, just This is just poor luck here. 
I think the fact that the videos were being sent to a site called tardfights.com didn't help matters. All right, you made that up. I made that up. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if that, if that URL is open, someone should get that. Yeah, it's probably already got. I bet you someone already took it. Well, do you think people were betting on these fights? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I do. I mean, there's stage it's another, battles. I mean, that's also illegal, right? Yeah, but I mean, I wonder if they had names like you know the Undertaker or. I wonder uh, if they had handy. Well, that's not a good <laughs> they had handicaps. <laughs> they obviously had handicaps, but is it like, uh, well, you know, retard A has twenty pounds on retard B, so we're gonna give retard B a baseball bat or something, you know, to even up the odds. Yeah, or or if like, or you if know, there's a, just a spread, is, just like, a spread in the betting, you know, like, or retard C has like cerebral palsy, so he's on crutches. Is that giving an unfair advantage? Because he has the crutches to swing. Yeah, around? yeah. Over retard D, or but but at the same time, he couldn't stand up properly. Yeah, um, it evens out. Corpus Christi police captain here, Tim Wilson, said sometimes we see isolated instances of abuse, but what's appalling about this is that it appears to be organized. The video footage showed staffers provoking the young men until they became physically violent, then shoving them at each other to make sure that they would fight. It's kind of like um, little Mexicans shoving hot peppers up uh, roosters' assholes. I've never heard that before. Dude, that that's they how do? they do it in cockfights. <laughs> you know, I've been reading, the, it, I don't know if you've been following this, but uh, in the San Francisco Bay Area, they busted three cockfighting yeah, rings. Hey, let's, let's, let's be precise. In Oakland. <laughs> okay, it was in Oakland. <laughs> not, not in the Bay Area, in Oakland specifically. In Oakland, they busted up three cockfighting rings, which is funny to me because I've always wanted to go and, uh, you know, bet a couple dollars on some cockfighting. But I've never actually, you know, I've never known anyone. That would be like, yeah, dude, I'm going to go check out this cockfighting ring over at Hefe's house. You know, it's like, I, 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 I guess. <laughs> I, I, don't... I call bullshit on you wanting to be at the cockfight. You didn't even like it when we went fishing and that guy got the fish. You want to go dude, see two chickens peck the shit out of each other? I would definitely put $20 down on it. It at smells like once. ass. Have you ever been near a chicken coop? No, I guess I haven't. You know, it sounds like one of those things I think is cool, but as soon as I actually do it, like, I'm just oh, like, this is, uh, yeah, this is barbaric and it smells like shit. What I think is hilarious is they didn't bust all these cockfighting rings at once, and the first one was highly publicized. So when all these dudes got busted for cockfighting the first time, they just kept cockfighting in the other areas of the same city. Like, why didn't they say, well, maybe we should like lay low for a fucking month? Yeah, exactly. They just kept it going. They kept it going. It's like, well, what else am I going to do with these? They just busted things? like three of them. Yeah, yeah. no, there's, but yeah, that's the way they incite the uh, roosters. They put like, um, it's like jalapeno peppers up their assholes. <laughs> the, I, in their ass? Well, I guess the roosters don't have an egg hole, right? So it is the asshole. <laughs> no, roosters don't lay eggs. <laughs> but, but I don't know, like. Uh, I don't know how you incite a retarded person. I mean... Uh, Hot peppers up his asshole. I mean, why wouldn't that work? <laughs> I would think, uh, you know, I mean, instinct would say, yeah, hot pepper up the asshole. But I think it's probably like, you know, you... Uh, you either promise them something like candy... And take it away. Or if you beat the shit out of that dude over there, I'll give you some candy. Or, yeah, or you say, hey, you know, Petey stole your candy. You should go kick his ass. It's probably something like or that. Or a combination of both. <laughs> Carrot and stick. You've done this before, Wackerly. No. Uh, the uh, mentally and physically disabled residents pushed, punched, and kicked each other and then had their arms raised in victory when they were declared the winner. Which must be amazing for a retard. Oh, totally, dude. You're, like, I won the prize. <laughs> but, but that's exactly my point of the story is how is this any different than the Special Olympics? 
I mean, did, you mean if the Special Olympics had bare knuckle boxing? Well, okay, bare knuckle boxing, running in races. Retards don't know the difference. Retards think they're running a race against each other. They're pushing each other. They're, someone's pushing them into a race. They have no idea if they've won or not. They don't even know if they've won until someone lifts up their arm and say, oh, you won, because everyone always wins in the Special Olympics. Well, there's, so, there's, there's gradations of retardedness. Okay, so the, the fact the that this, The supreme retards. Let's just isolate it to that. The, seriously, the ones that don't know. That have no recognizance of what's going on. Yeah, I, I, uh, I mean, I see what you're saying. I, I mean, mean I but most people would say, well, oh, you know, they don't get injured. But yeah, they do. People, like, fall on their face and break their nose when they're jogging all the time or running a track or Did whatever. Did you ever see that Garth Brooks video? No. I think we talked about that. I've never seen that. any <laughs> Garth Brooks video, so no. I think we, it was called, like, Fire in the, the Retard's like, Head or something. <laughs> but there, there's, like, a retarded dad that was ashamed of his kid, and he puts him in the Special Olympics. Finally comes and sees him race. And that kid fell down like three times. He was completely bloodied. So there are injuries in the Special Olympics. So it's not that different than just having some uh, kids bare knuckle box in the back of the, the and, home. What about uh, the boxing at the Special Olympics? Well, boxing with gloves is different than boxing bare knuckle. Do they knuckle. even have boxing in Special Olympics? I don't think so. <laughs> Taekwondo. <laughs> that would be sweet. That would be sweet. But I'm just saying I don't think it's that much different. I just think you know, mentally they, they have no idea. They're getting candy in the end. You yeah. know, it all ends well. Well, one of them has is, his face is pulverized. They only that guy knows something's it's, up. It's, it says here that they only suffered minor injuries. I think they should have like rode on the retard's back, like in Thunderdome. <laughs> <laughs> so we just master kind of blaster the back and like jousted. Well, like master blaster. Oh, that's a good idea. Eleven current or former employees of the Corpus Christi State School were identified in the videos. Uh, which were discovered last week. Um, please expect that charges will be filed soon. I don't trust anybody from a town named Body of Christ. Yeah, I think I would uh, definitely kind of hold those people. I'm from Body of well. Christ, Texas. Uh, the incident further, the incident here further escalates the urgency for reform measures within the state school system and at uh, the campuses throughout Texas. And, you know, I mean, the, the fact of the matter is. I, it's sick and wrong to make people who have no idea, you know, of of, 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 of what's going on. I mean, they they have no like even. I mean, these people can't even dress themselves. Right, but so once again, you once again you've fallen into your own trap. You just said this wasn't any worse than the Special Olympics. So do you have equal thoughts? I think about the, special the Special Olympics, Olympics is wrong. You should think they should just be wrapped up and put in front of the TV to watch Barney. Dude, there's why do why do people have basements? Well, what about why do people work, have attics? What about working a Taco Bell? I actually think that's a good idea, too. <laughs> it's like, you know, I mean, but at Taco Bell, it's like, you know, I think most retarded people are like, okay, you know, this is what I do every day. It's routine. It's like at the Special Olympics, it's like, here, do the pole vault. Here, you know, run the 50-yard dash. Here, do some synchronized swimming. <laughs> it confuses retarded people. We really need, we need to get a list of the actual <laughs> events that they have in the Special Olympics. Because some of those I don't think happen. I guarantee. <laughs> and if it is happening, why aren't I there every year watching it? <laughs> yeah. I, Can you I, imagine? I, the pole be, vault. Just the pole vault. Nothing else. It would be amazing. I would It'd be quite watch the that. For, if I had a tape of it, I would watch it over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah. No, so would I. Uh, the sick and wrong star scale. I'm going to have to give this probably a 4.25. I'll give it a 4.5 only if I can see the short Mexicans 
Indio Mountain Mexicans in a pole vaulting competition <laughs> versus the Special Olympians. <laughs> Special Olympiads? Yeah, I think that would be kind of cool to see. <laughs> I don't know who I'd put my money on. I would just, uh, I would give them all my money to, to it just have the event. But think about it this way, though. It's almost better to have people like uh, who are mentally disabled in your fight club because they're not going to break the rules of fight club. They're not going to talk about it. They probably will, actually. Dude, they won't remember that it's, that it's wrong. <laughs> do, you, do you think? Actually, they probably They won't would. remember that it's wrong to talk about it either. <laughs> yeah, I guess they are kind of a liability. That's not a good idea. We'll see what but, the if, li- but if they're captive in the home, then yeah, who are they going to tell? That's the point. Exactly. Amongst themselves, you know. Oh, we'll see what the listening audience has to say about that. The uh, listener submission here for episode 165 comes from uh, Stuart in the UK. What's the beef, Stu? <laughs> he says, hey guys, I'm really impressed with Wackerly's almost degree-like knowledge of shoving air rifles up his ass. Probably gets a reach around, too. Maybe getting secret lessons from D and his brother. Who reaches around? The rifle? Uh, the guy I, I with the know. rifle. I, the guy with the rifle. Mm. Anyhow, uh, here's a story from the UK. I think the woman probably deserved it, and she nagged him and was either a retard or ugly. Hell, maybe she, maybe she didn't pump him up with an air rifle, which is now known as a wackerly. To give <laughs> someone a wackerly is to use artificial methods to insert air up someone's ass. So if you blow with your mouth, does that count? Or is that artificial? I, I, I think that's uh, giving a whack. Do you have away. to have your colon exploded for it to be an official whackerly? I think it's just like any air going in the wrong direction up someone's ass. With is like a, a bellows or something. Yeah, I might have to put this in Urban Dictionary. Knock yourself out. <laughs> I gave her a whackerly the other day. She loved it. <laughs> Judge reckons he'll get a life sentence. I reckon he'll get community service cleaning crap off the street. This is the UK, so I imagine he probably will. Alcoholic stabbed a woman 177 times. A chronic alcoholic who stabbed his partner 177 times has been found guilty of murder. Arthur Pitt Platty, 36 years old, stabbed Kim Butler, 44, at her home in Saundersfoot, Pembrokeshire. <laughs> Saundersfoot? <laughs> yeah, Pembrokeshire. She had claimed that she had nagged him. Pitplady then confessed to police from a phone box. Uh, officers who went to the scene found uh, Miss Butler's body with a knife in her neck. The trial heard that uh, Pitplady met Miss Butler through a mutual friend after being released from jail, uh-huh. and then went to live with her at her apartment. I watched some. Somebody sent me some documentary about. Uh, well, basically, Chavs. It was ostensibly about some music style called Donk. Donk, you know, I just uh, there's a a band that uh, is like the official Donk band. They're called like the Blackwater Boys or something. Yeah, they're in this documentary. They're not called the Blackwater Boys, but something similar. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. and it's basically just like donk 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 donk. donk. <laughs> Sounds like shit. But there's all these chads in it, and like everyone they interviewed was like, "Well, I just got out of jail." <laughs> I think every as much as we say that like the UK justice system is pretty lenient. They're also willing to throw you in jail for about anything, for at least for a short period of time. Because every dude they interview was like, well, I just call a jail, mate, and blah, 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 blah. But I don't understand. Why do all these English birds, are they, are they attracted to that? Well, if like, every dude you meet has been in jail, like, what do you care? <laughs> you, you could yeah, go, you, could go uh, you fall in love with Big Ben, I guess, or something. I, I guess the, yeah, you, you probably could start a relationship with, with that Big fucking Ben. that fucking Ferris wheel in London. <laughs> 
Uh, Pitt Poetti told police that Miss um, that Butler here was not really his cup of tea, and that he used their relationship, which became sexual, to get a roof over his head. Uh huh. I could just imagine what she must have looked like. He's a man whore. Yeah, well, he's definitely an opportunist. He claimed Miss Butler had been mouthy and had triggered his assault by hitting and nagging him. There's a lesson to you ladies out there. His defense team said Pitt Platty was a chronic alcoholic. He had been diagnosed as suffering from ADS, alcohol disorder syndrome. And that his condition you're amounted drunk to disorderly ab- all the time. <laughs> his condition amounted to an abnormality of the mind. And yeah, I think this is a fake fucking malady also. Dude, you're I, always drunk and fucking fucking shit up and causing trouble. I got ADS, mate. <laughs> Dude, I, I think alcohol disorder syndrome, I think ADS is probably more prevalent than uh, Asperger syndrome. Yeah. I, I definitely, I mean, I think it explains a lot about your personality, your sudden mood swings, your bouts of irrational anger, your irascible nature. I don't know what irascible means. <laughs> Isn't it good? I thought it was a good thing. <laughs> the fact He's that irascible, you're easily angry. I love him. I think you might have ads. <laughs> Just keep the other letter out. I'm fine. Just ads. Uh, Pit Platty claimed that after getting up and drinking two cans of special brew. I he- want you motherfuckers to make me an ads quilt. <laughs> Paraded around the country. <laughs> so he drank two cans of special brew. He went to the pub and then drank a series of whiskeys. Series of whiskeys. That's, that's more and than the one the finer or two. restaurants, they call that a flight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have your finest flight of whiskey. But mate. the pub, it's a series. <laughs> and then he drank a couple more special brews. I love the special brew. Yeah. I, you know, I, I kind of love the name special brew. Uh-huh. It reminds me of something that Gandalf would have drank. You know, like a special brew. <laughs> Like a wizard drink? <laughs> it just sounds like something that in Middle Earth they had special brew. Reminds me of something that comes in like a plastic bottle with a plastic screw top. <laughs> it's, it's like a special brew on the side. In uh, in the States, it would just say beer. Yeah. You ever heard that white can of beer yeah. from Kroger? The generic beer. Yeah. Kroger. Uh, so later he returned home and uh, he bought more alcohol. Once back at the flat, he continued drinking until he went to the pub again where he consumed more whiskey and some more special brew. He then bought a quantity of tranquilizers and some heroin. Yeah, well, you got to go to sleep sometime. <laughs> I definitely think this guy has ads. He suffers from ads. Uh, the prosecution told the court that he was sufficiently in control during his confession call to the police because he remembered the hyphenate in his name. Uh, so Pitt Platty actually called and, oh, and so gave his it's full Pitt surname. Pitt slash Platty. Platty. Okay. Yeah. He denied murder but admitted manslaughter on the grounds of diminished responsibility. Because of the ads. I know, the ads. Uh, The verdict was greeted with shouts of yes and clapping from the public gallery. Apparently, Wait, they were um, cheering him on because he had ads or because he was was convicted? Well, he was convicted and uh, Justice Lloyd Jones told Pitt Platty to expect a life term. I imagine these are all people from the pub. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> came down. <laughs> All right, Pitt. Right, right Pitt. Get a prison. Here, nice job, mate. I got a special brew for you. <laughs> <laughs> I guess this guy had a history of uh, harassment. He has a history um, of ads. Yeah, he had a restraining order that was made in relation to his mother. He was convicted <laughs> of bodily harm after he held a man while another man burned the guy with a lighter. This dude is a complete yob. Well, that was he was just being friendly to his friend. Yeah, he was helping Helpful. out his helping out his mate. 
I, I like how these dudes always, uh, you know, he wasn't satisfied with his woman because he's supposed to be dating, like, Sporty Spice or something. <laughs> oh, she's she's salty my game, mate. <laughs> Gotta get a better woman. That's the thing with all these chavs, though. It's like, you know, listen, you live in... Uh, I, I'm not quite sure where... Saunders, Saunders foot. foot is. <laughs> Who the but, fuck uh, is Saunders? What's, I, I, with, what's with his foot that it's so great? I'm thinking Saunders foot's probably somewhere up north. So these northern birds, it's, it's probably the best that uh, Pitt Platty's going to do. He needs to know. stop expecting more out of life. I mean, he's got all the alcohol. What more do you want? That well, seems think, like bliss to me. Well, now that he's got life in prison, the only person he's going to be dating is probably Bronson. Do they, uh, <laughs> do they serve the special brew in prison? I don't know. I, <laughs> I would think so. It's, it, it's the UK, right? I think the special brew in prison is male ejaculate. <laughs> and yes, they probably do. Do so, they have that male rape problem in England? Or is that just purely an American thing? I think it's just a jail thing. Jail thing, yeah. yeah I think it's a jail Sometimes thing. you got to suck a dick, and sometimes you like it, and <laughs> sometimes you get your dick sucked, and you like it, and he likes it. And from books I've read, that's how it goes. It's different in jail. So on the sick and wrong star scale... You know, I'm gonna. They, he stabbed this woman 177 times, and I do love the but fact that they count it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the 177 <laughs> times, and then he blamed it on ADS, which is just the most spurious like uh, defense um, that I can possibly imagine. It's like, could you Dude, imagine? Don't, don't disparage the ADS. I'm trying to get that thing going over here. <laughs> I'll get I'll get like fucking social security and shit, and won't have to work anymore. But could you imagine his defense team is like? Well, what can we say spurred the 177 stab wounds? Well, well she was quite got, an ugly bird. He was drunk at the time. Uh, yeah. I would say he had alcohol disorder syndrome. Yeah. ADS. Yeah. Don't disparage it because I'm going to get it going over here. I'm giving it 4.5. I'm giving it 4. Actually, I'm giving it 3.5 because I think, you know, what can you expect from a guy with ADS? <laughs> Three. I'm giving you three. Wackerly seems to empathize with Pit Platty and his plight here. Pit Platty. We'll I see. salute you. <laughs> we'll see what the listening audience has to say about that. Go vote, people. Sickerwrongpodcast.com. You can decide who won episode 165. <laughs> Well, this is Jim Rose of the Jim Rose Circus, and uh, before I put my face in broken glass and let somebody stomp on the back of my head, I have to listen to Sick and Wrong. Well, wackily, we are nearing the end of the show, and as usual, we tend to get to uh, listener email, phone calls to the Sick and Wrong hotline. People call the hotline at 206 206- 666-3846. I know a bunch of people have been calling us and relating their dead body stories. And over the next few weeks, um, we're going to definitely try to play them all. Uh, some of them are a little more coherent than others. <laughs> it is the Drunk Out Hotline for all intents and purposes. But um, I know we got a couple calls today uh, about dead bodies and some others. So, uh, Wackerly, let's get to call number one. Hey, Lance, my man. Happy birthday. It's Rusty Nails. I'll be on the ninth. There's a network. Tell another ambulance for LA Fire Department. Goddamn Fords keep breaking down all the time. I'd hate to be in the back of one and have it break down on me. That kind of sucks. So wait, um, he's he's a tow truck. So Rusty Nails is a tow truck driver in LA. 
And he's towing an ambulance? Yeah, he seems to specialize in not like towing people who getting their cars repoed, but like in like disasters. Yeah, disastrous <laughs> accidents. But or, I, was, I think he mainly tows for like the police and fire department. So he if a car gets in a horrible wreck, he'll tow that. Or if one of the police or fire department cars or, you know, ambulances break down, he'll tow that too. But I always thought it's like, a, you know, an ambulance is a car that you probably want to keep maintained. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't think you'd tow them all that often, but apparently... Um, Although they beat on those things. I mean, they're flooring it everywhere and tearing around corners and Yeah, but what like happens that. if you're stuck in the back and, you know, you're, uh, you have, like, seconds to live? Uh, it sucks to be you. <laughs> uh, I'm up to episode 152. For anyone that says they, uh, you know... So yeah, Rusty has been posting, but like I said, because he gets to go to these like scenes of carnage and autovehicular mayhem, he's been posting some cool pics of like smashed up automobiles. And yeah, stuff. you can check it out on the forum, which is what I kind of like about Rusty Nails. You know that guy's not bullshitting. Yeah, and so <laughs> when I, everybody who posts on the forum has a little picture next to their name, and usually it's just some bullshit weird picture, but Rusty actually posted a picture of himself, and he looks exactly how you would expect him to look, which yeah, is great. When I saw that avatar, I was like, that's exactly what I pictured Rusty Nails to look like. Yeah. But uh, happy birthday, Rusty. Uh, I, I think it's uh, it was his birthday today or yesterday. Uh, sure. Two days ago. Two days ago. So uh, happy birthday there, uh, Rusty. And uh, yeah, hopefully um, you don't have to tow any <laughs> horrible scenes of carnage on your birthday. <laughs> no, it'll be his day off. Yeah, at least take the day off. Go drink a 40 or something. I assume he's got one of those massive like industrial strength tow trucks if he's towing huge ambulances, too. Like, yeah, he must have like, yeah, the, the huge tow truck. Something it's like not that. a hybrid Prius tow truck. <laughs> All right, here's another one from another famous poster. Our resident, uh, what would you call her, medical legal expert? Yeah, Iowa girl. Hi, guys. This is Iowa girl. Um, I'm a little behind on your podcast. I've been in a trial for six weeks, but I'm finally out of that, and I will try to make this short. But as it happens, we do have a septicemia case that we're working on right now. This is a man who fell and broke his leg and ended up in the hospital on bed rest. He's a very large man. The protocol doctor's orders were to turn him in the bed every two hours so that he wouldn't lay in one spot and develop a bed sore. I love when, when a person is too fat to move themselves. <laughs> it's, it's someone else's responsibility to lift that person up on their side so they don't develop bed sores. Well, I mean, you could not be fat and be in bed with an injury and not be able to move. But I think if you're fat, you're more likely to develop a bed sore because you're, all your whole weight of your body is pressing down on the other yeah, parts. Yeah, pressing down on one thing. But, I mean, it's like people can die of bed sores. So it's like you're so obese 
that you're going to die because of your own, I mean, your own girth, your own body. Right. We don't know that this guy's dead, but once Iowa girl comes on the scene, you know, it's not, the prognosis is not good. I'm willing to wager this guy didn't live too long (laughs) after he met Iowa girl. Even if you're alive and you hear Iowa girl in your like, you know, hospital room, you got to be like, oh shit. Harbinger (laughs) of doom. Yeah. Well, the nurses decided he was too large to turn him, so instead of putting up a hoist, which is what they're supposed to do, they just didn't turn him. (laughs) He developed a bed sore on his butt large enough to put a fist in, and we actually have pictures of a nurse doing that. I'm really sorry I can't post them, but that would be a breach of confidentiality. Anyway, trust me, they're gross. You should draw pictures. <laughs> you know how, like, you can't have a court photographer, so they'll have, like, a picture of people in court? <laughs> like a yeah. crayon drawing or whatever it is? <laughs> she should do that. But what I don't get is, uh, were these nurses taking pictures on their cell phones, or were these, like, official pictures of, like, look how big this bed sore is. I can yeah. fit my fist well, in there. it's a fist size. Here's my fist. <laughs> because of that open wound, he ended up with a staph infection, which led to septicemia, that's basically blood poisoning, and he died. And he was 47 years old. I knew he was going to die. Anyway, that's that. I just had two other quick things. First of all, most women do not get urinary tract infections from dirty dicks. They get them from improper wiping. Remember, ladies, it's front to back. Front to Can I put this on my cell phone, record it, <laughs> <laughs> and be like, uh, uh, no, baby, no. <laughs> it's because you don't wipe right. See, I always knew it about you, baby. You blame me, but really, you're a dirty bird. It's just going to say, front to back, front, front to back. Front to back. Front to back. <laughs> the girls that are telling you to that are lying to you. Second thing, I love short men. I really do. I always have. All of my friends will tell you that. 5'8 um, is my upper limit. So that's all I have this time. I will talk to you later. Love and kisses. Bye. I know a Mexican you might want to talk to in Seattle. <laughs> Maybe find his number. It's good to know that I'm within range. That is good to know. So uh, this guy ended up not only being a big fat pig, he um, developed a bed sore, and which, which turned into septicemia, and he died from it. I like how the nurses just decide not to turn him. Like, no. It's <laughs> too much trouble. You know, it's, it's kind of funny, too. When it can, like, how big do you have to be when they decide, we're going to need a hoist? Well, it's just the logistics of it. I mean, yeah, can, the can the nurse can the nurse turn you? Or not? Oh yeah, like, you can probably get five nurses. There's got to be some lift this guy occupational safety regulations, though. There. I mean, <laughs> this isn't China. So, uh, is the hospital? Do you think the hospital's at fault here? Uh, because they're too lazy I would to hoist didn't say the guy. She didn't. She didn't say whether she won the case or not. So I don't know. Well, you know, hopefully there will. Sounds be, like it. Yeah, hopefully there will be a follow up call. But that's, actually, I do. I think she said they lost. Okay, so, so um, she sounds a little bitter, which I I would be too. Yeah, I'd, after I'd being be in court for six for weeks. six weeks. But thank you, Iowa girl. It's always great to hear from you. I do. Uh, one, what were the extenuating circumstances? I mean, they were supposed to do it. They didn't. He died. Yeah, he, it's not his fault. He, I, I'm not sure. I mean, maybe he ate them out of house and hold. I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the extenuating circumstances would be. Uh, what's uh, call number three? Well, we asked listeners to call in about any dead body they saw. Okay, right? so this is a dead body, a uh, person who witnessed a dead body. Yeah, I found a corpse one time. It was pretty crazy. There was like a fucking old lady in her driver's seat of her car, like out in front of a Safeway. 
Like I had a heart attack or something. I just got done hitting my bong out behind the grocery store. I was walking by and I noticed her eyes and mouth were hanging open and she was slumped over like an unnatural angle and shit. And uh, some dude came up and fucking popped open the door to like try to revive her or something. She totally like flopped out into his arms and he was all, all skyward. They called 911 and I cut the fuck out of there because I was super fucking stoned. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the best like, solid body story we had. I imagine like the worst person you want to you want to have at the site of some kind of tragic accident would be a stoner. Not just any stoner. I mean, tons of people I know or just am in contact with every day are high. But this yes. guy's smoking a bong <laughs> behind the Safeway. I do, you know, I do have a special appreciation for people who smoke bongs in public. Just like have their carry their bong around, dude. I mean, this, this guy must just have his bong in his car, like a bong compartment. Oh, see, I was thinking he had like a belt holster. <laughs> <laughs> he just kind of carried the bong with him. Yeah, but what was funny to me is like, you know, people make joints because they're portable. And you can kind of carry them wherever you go. It's like well, a, and they make smell pipes that you can fit in your pocket. Yeah, pipes or joints. But this dude's such a professional stoner. I mean, this guy probably has a subscription to High Times Magazine. He actually has like probably I'd say like a two foot bong. Well, that would be his home bong. I'm thinking his traveling bong is only like maybe eight inches or a foot, a and, a, a foot and a half, eighteen inches at a most. A foot and a half. I just think it's funny that he's just sitting there uh, behind the Safeway, sees a dead body. <laughs> out by the dumpster. Out by the dumpster, smoking his bong, and he's just like, damn, that woman's dead. It's like, and, and then once 911 is called, then he's like, I gotta get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> but you know the guy that's screaming no, that's like, you know, pulling her out of the car, trying to revive her, is like, help me for Christ's sake. And he's like, dude, I'm too stoned, man. At least give me a pull off that motherfucker. <laughs> heavy shit i can't deal with it <laughs> that guy is becoming fastly becoming one of my favorite callers i hope he calls has he called him before stoner dude yeah, yeah totally i think i said he sounded like paulie shore last time he called yeah in. he needs to call in more yeah with his traveling bong stories please call in with your um smoking weed seeing dead body stories 206-666-3846 is the hotline number um yeah we'll we'll play it on the show oh you know we received a number of emails i want to get through here um First of which comes from a guy named S-T-E. I'm going to think it's short for Steve, maybe. <laughs> he says, all right, lads, just came up with an idea. I'm a scouser living in London, and I reckon we should have a worldwide sick and wrong day. On the day that we choose, we can organize some sort, sort of piss up of sick and wrong fans in the cities around the world. A sick and wrong convention, if you will. Imagine the fucking mad Ed's you would get in some of the major cities. Anyway, twas just a thought, S-T-E. <laughs> well, what's a scouser? I don't know. I don't know, but I kind of like that term. Look it up on Urban Dictionary. I meant to check that out. Scouser living in... Do you think he listens to donk music? Yeah. Don, 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 But, uh, you know, uh, uh, Stee, I think you have a great idea here. Sick and wrong day. You know, well, why don't you go off and organize that for us? And, uh, yeah. You know, uh, we'll do a shot on Sick and Wrong Day. It could be like a uh, a flash mob. <laughs> you could send out an Evite. <laughs> I do find it funny, though, when uh, online societies get together. It's always like three dudes, like three virgins. 
Yeah, well, like, I mean, think about when they had the the protest of the Scientologists. That was pretty big. Oh yeah, right? I guess that was the uh, anonymous people. There we don't have that big of a there. community, though. Well, you know, I think we have a community of uh, of people who smoke weed behind Safeways. Right. <laughs> you know, I don't think they're going to be that eager. The to, day uh, would begin with to organize with a couple of stoners crawling out from behind some Safeways, some fat World of Warcraft players emerging from basements, a couple guys delivering pizzas. Yes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the post office stops and the, some post office uh, mobiles stop and dudes crawl out of those. But uh, wh- why don't you work on it? And, a bag uh, of shit is thrown from a car, a Walmart bag. <laughs> spells out sick and wrong when it lands i think it's a great idea sick and wrong day um you know uh, we can have it on december 25th It'd be perfect oh <laughs> uh, we got another email or here. you know not, i don't want to derail but uh or you could have it be like the whole jeans day what's jeans day there was some day where you were supposed to support uh homosexuals which i do support homosexuals but you're supposed to support them by wearing jeans why would but- you support them by wearing leather pants well, because most people are just wearing jeans anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like, underwear, sick and wear your underpants day. Or Don't go s- without underpants if you support sick and wrong. Or your sick and wrong t-shirt. Yeah. That might be a good idea. Well, yeah, you're missing my point, but move <laughs> on. <laughs> we got another message here from a super furry Sully over in Dublin, Ireland. He says, all right, lads, to celebrate St. Panty's Day, um, which I believe is falling next Tuesday, um... He says, and to say thanks for the last three years, I've sent you a bottle of Irish whiskey. I'd have liked to have given you a nice bottle of 18-year-old Jameson, but we're in a recession over here, so tough shit. <laughs> the powers will have to do. At least it will taste better than a fucking shamrock shake. So have a drink on me and have a pissed-up Patty's Day. Cheers, super furry Sully. Uh, you know, I don't, I'm not familiar with powers. I think I've had it. Is powers just kind of low-grade Irish whiskey? I think it's decent. You know, I'm I'm always down with anything called whiskey. Uh huh. It, it sounds good to me. And uh, thank you, uh, Sully, for sending that out. And uh, you know, in honor of the Irish, I say we don't do the show next Tuesday. We go out and just get really drunk, and then do it hungover as a motherfucker on, the on next Wednesday. Day. Oh, that'll be a great show. Yeah, <laughs> I think it'll be a fine show for all all you uh, uh, sick and wrong fans out there. But uh, yeah, people, feel free to send us as much liquor as you want. The uh, sick and wrong address is on the website. Do Irish people do Irish car bomb drinks? Or is that like um, a top, you know, how like tacos are pretty much just American interpretations think, of Mexican food? I think Irish people do Irish car bombs. They actually go actually and bomb cars. Yeah, I think they go blow oh, up yeah. shit. Well, with, that's like, not the what same I meant, but okay, that'll have to do. <laughs> um, he also has a postscript here. He says, fuck Bono. Which I'm kind of surprised. I thought the Irish people revered that guy. No, Bono is on the downswing. He's on the, you know, the side of the Wheel of Fortune that's going down. That's where he is now. Well, you know, I was kind of surprised. He's saying it like Obama's HBO inauguration special. Yeah. It's like, the dude's not even American. Well, he's becoming more of a political figure than a, than a, a rock and roller. And apparently their new album sucks as a result. And uh, I have the new issue of Rolling Stone in there on the cover, which is just ridiculous because they're all old and airbrushed and look like idiots. Yeah. So, you know what? I agree with you, Sully. Fuck Bono. Uh, finally, here we got an email from Eddie. He says, hey, Dean Lance, my name's Eddie from the UK. I've been listening for about six months, and I love the show, guys. Just wanted to share a story with you uh, that when my friend told me, I nearly pissed my pants. My two mates were in London for the weekend. They'd been drinking all day. It was about 2 a.m., They're walking through a really shitty part of town when they saw a Rasta 
busking for money with a ghetto blaster. Busking. That's a busking. that's a that's an English word. I kind of like that. Yeah. We should say that the tenderloin bums busk for money. There were loads of random people around him dancing and shit when out of nowhere a homeless man walks up trying to pee on my mate. He did the obvious and pushed the filthy tramp away from him and accidentally in the path of an oncoming bus. <laughs> the bus hits him, spins him around, he stumbles to the side of the road and lies on the ground near a lamppost. My mate who pushed him bolted. And my other mate runs to see if he's okay, followed by all the other randoms that are around. <laughs> anyway, my mate gets to him and asks him if he's okay, he gets a mumbled response, and then looks down to see that the tramp's penis is still hanging out of his pants. Now here's the dilemma. Do you pop it back in for him, or leave it out for all the randoms to see? Of course, of course my mate left it out for fear of touching another man's penis. <laughs> Hope yeah, you like I don't it. think that's really a question. I think that's what everybody would <laughs> I do. I was about to say, I don't see the dilemma Is there here. some proper English etiquette where you're supposed to touch a mother man's cock and put it back in his pants farm? But, but once so. again, it's that's what I love about the English sense of propriety. Maybe so in the like trench, so polite. Maybe in the trenches of World War One or something, but not now, not yeah. in this day and age. Your willy's hanging out of your pants, mate. Let your me todger, pop that back in there. Let me just pop your todger back let in. Let me hide the todger back in your trousers. No, that's like, yeah, that's from 1923, you know. Dude, I, seriously, I wouldn't even, you know, poke this guy's dick with a stick. <laughs> I think I would just kind of, I would have ran away, personally. Um, he says, uh, by the way, I just gave your Jew and geek asses a five-star on iTunes. Keep up the good work, lads. Eddie. Now, didn't you get hit by a bus in Europe? Yeah, in Spain, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Did your dick fly out of your pants? Well, my pants were down at the time. <laughs> and uh, my, my two mates that were with me didn't even give me the courtesy to uh, pull my pants back up. I heard so, that they were laughing their asses off. Yeah, and they were pointing and throwing beer cans at me. <laughs> it was great. It was great. Uh, people, you can email Sick and Wrong at sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. Finally, if you haven't already, sign up for the Sick and Wrong forum. We have about 1,400 members and counting. Um, Wacker, I don't know if you, uh, if you, if you heard, but uh, I, heard, I uh, read a posting that uh, Kendra and Fozzie might be coming out to SF. Yeah, I'm frightened. That's going to be scary. Mm-hmm. We might have to actually bring a camera out and document that uh, that occasion. Now I'm more frightened. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be scary. They really, and you know what's funny is they emailed me that or they uh, PM me and they said we want to go to your brother's bar. Oh, now I'm thrice frightened. Yeah, it's going to be a, a frightening night. But uh, yeah, feel free uh, or rest assured that we're going to definitely post pictures on the website of the uh, monumental occasion. <laughs> uh, there's another guy, a new guy here who posted. That mason jar in the ass video, which has got to be the most popular video ever posted on the forum. It's like everyone's seen this by now. The guy who shoves the jar up his ass, it yeah, breaks, yeah, he yeah. pulls out the pieces. Mm-hmm. Please stop posting that video. <laughs> you know, it's like we know it's sick and wrong, it's disgusting, but just post a thread saying, hey, have you guys seen the glass in the ass video? And everyone's going to be like, yeah, we've already seen it. So we don't have to see it again. Yeah. Because, you know, when you see glass in the ass video, you think, oh, wow, cool, there's another one. Ah, you know, it's the same one. It's and actually, it doesn't even say glass in the ass. It says glass ass. Once again, misleading. So I'm thinking like a very a smooth, herring. sculpted, firm ass, you know, like gla- it's like glass. It's so hard and firm. And then I got to see that. Exactly. And then it's my day is ruined, which is what happened today. People, check out the forum, though. Uh, you might learn something. Also, thank you for subscribing to the show on iTunes and giving us uh, all those comments. Uh, you're really helping out the show. So just subscribe and, yeah, five-star comment, please. 
Finally, uh, buy yourself a Sick and Wrong t-shirt. It's uh, definitely a good way to support us. You'll need you'll nice. need your shirt for Sick and Wrong International Day, too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we're probably going to sell out soon. So, uh, yeah, buy a shirt, represent the show, and I'm sure you're going to get a piece of ass. You always do when you wear a podcast Guaranteed. shirt. <laughs> Guaranteed ass-getting shirt. So the Sick and Wrong song of the week comes from another English mate here. It's a guy named Adam. He says, Hey up, Dean Wackerly. I've been listening to a couple of your podcasts, and they ain't too bad for a couple of yanks. So I thought I'd pass on a, the name of a band you might like. The Mac Lads. That's Mac. M-A-C-C as in Maclesfield. Is it Donk? Because I only listen to Donk. <laughs> no, no donk, actually, donk, this is donk, more definitely donk, along the lines donk. of punk. It's uh, near Manchester, like where the uh, Gallaghers are from. It does not warrant your accents that Dick Van Dyke would be proud of, as is up north. <laughs> anyway, they have some classy songs like Sweaty Betty, which I've attached, and others like Fellatio Nel- Nelson and uh, Beer and Sex and Chips and Gravy. Hope you enjoy. Stay sick, stay wrong. Love to your mothers, Adam. So uh, thank you, Adam. And uh, yeah, we're going to end the show with uh, the Maclad Sweaty Betty. People, make sure you stay tuned. We'll be back next week with episode 166. Till then. Take it, no, 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 no. Well, she wore big knickers and she worked on sewage farm. I got me hand down in jeans and I nearly lost half me arm. But after ten pints, she looked quite fit. Couldn't wait to get me hands on a flabby tit. Sweaty Betty. So I said, slap that and ride the ripples I just gotta get me gob round the greasy nipples She had a massive ass and sweaty breasts Thirty-eight since she were a mound of place Sweaty Betty, she eats a lot of pies Sweaty Betty, she's got enormous pies Sweaty Betty, have you smelt her breath? Sweaty Betty, she push a man to death she wanted me for shagger So I stabbed her gump with me mutton dagger I couldn't believe the size of the bum She used to play for Wigan at the back of the scrum Sweaty Betty Sweaty Betty Sweaty Betty